Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Hey, buddy. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Today's episode is especially brought to you today by Pelican Cases. Not a sponsor, but without them, we may not be having a podcast right now. I mean, just because I left it in the bed of the truck for the last week, you know. I mean, it was a it was a solid block of ice. I could not open it for the yeah, life of me. That's all right. I mean, so hey, my here. boots we made it. So are my waiters this morning. <laughs> I mean, and everything I own. Is- in the back of my truck right now, <laughs> except for my dog. <laughs> so, how you doing? Man, I'm getting by. Good. Getting by. Another day in paradise. Fixing to start the road tour for the next month. About to grind, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I can honestly say I'm sad to see duck season in. That's the first time I've said that in about nine or ten years. Usually by this point, I'm ready to be done, but I went out on a bang this morning, mm-hmm. and... uh I haven't hunted as much this year as I normally do, and so it's this. This is a little extra bitter, especially yeah. because turkey season doesn't start around here until April fifteenth. Yeah, well, it also makes it special because you got to do it in the back in the absolutely. home field advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Less than an hour from the house. Absolutely, yeah. fifty-two minutes to be exact. Driveway to driveway with a stop for coffee. It's stop pretty, included. It's pretty pretty. Solid. Leave a dispense to include a. Calculate the coffee stop. Yeah, in there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. I mean, if you don't know where you like to drink your coffee, where you like to get coffee, uh, you what are you doing with your life? I mean, that's a good Fair. point. That's, yeah. I'm not travel routes. So, how about today? We've got one of our one of our most well listened to podcasts. Is that how you say that? Most most listened, most downloaded, most most downloaded, yeah. most, most downloaded. best stats. Yeah, of, of not not of all time, but I would definitely say your prior podcast walker is in the top five or six. I checked sure. the, I checked the stats yeah, on that. Monday, and and his all t- the da- all time downloads on his his episode is like four or five. Nice all time. Okay. Out of hundred and this okay. is this one hundred nine. So well, no no episodes. no pressure, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, live we, up to we the, need yeah we need some hype need some time. really interesting stories. <laughs> so. Well, I feel like we may have more stuff to talk about because he has guided in two other countries since countries we, since the last episode. Really? Yeah. Not so, just one. I've hunted in two, guided in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Walker Davidson from That's Alabama. Me. Yes, sir. Is home. But Here again. Via Alberta and Oklahoma and... Wherever else. Wherever the wind may blow. Uh, this spring, I'll be doing some turkey hunts in Missouri. Uh, not going back to Argentina. They've kind of got that operation off the ground after last year. So, yeah. 
seems like they're they're kind of rocking right along and seems like they don't need my help so that's you all got a, good you got a pretty serious turkey vendetta or you just don't really care about yeah. them yeah <laughs> yeah i uh i'm pretty i'm pretty fired up I, after being on the sidelines last year you know i mean it was cool don't get me wrong i'd send my little duck picture in the snapchat and then get the dead turkey pictures yeah. back and it was like man that's kind of <laughs> oh, tough yeah yeah, yeah. Cute um, rosy bills there, Walker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there's there's no doubt. There was there was some of that for sure, you know, the the sitting on the sidelines. I did sneak the one in right there at the end in yeah. Michigan. So I You got I, to hunt Florida too before you left, right? I did. Yeah. Two days, three mornings in Florida and then uh went up to Michigan at the end. I should have killed we should have killed two more in Florida that we royally messed up. But I hope our listeners can hear this thumping going on above us. In the loft. Work don't stop. Good. The work does not stop. About time I got a full week's worth out of everybody. Work out of everybody yeah, around here. The last couple of months have not been good for having everybody here at one time, I no. can imagine. No. When and was I've the been, last time we had everybody I've been cranky here. enough uh, during the split. Yeah. Uh, I've been cranky enough to not really want to see them. Actually, it was, the, it was right after the first of the year. That's so right. I made everybody come yeah. back to work after being gone. 12 days it was like all right everybody's got to show up on january the 4th had everybody here for like three days there was a lot of pouting oh i can imagine miss lindy's pre-k three class doesn't pout as much as <laughs> everybody around here because it had, it was cloudy and rainy the whole christmas to new yeah. year split and then and the, like, the first out. day the sun oh. popped out was monday of staff meeting everybody was sitting around seriously i mean it was it was low 30s high skies heavy wind <laughs> and, and everybody, everybody that front. we knew just was butchering those. Like, how about yeah. your buddies? Yeah, they shot ten limits. How about your buddies? They shot eight limits. How about your buddies? Don't even want to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta so, love it. Anyways, so most recently you've been at Red Rock. That's right. How was yes, that? Sir. It was good. We had a pretty good year. <clears throat> First split started out real strong, and then, um, I mean, we killed them pretty good the whole year right up till the end. The last probably week or so got pretty tough i mean we still killed them just uh it got you know we were scratching and clawing to to get it done but um but no it it was good i i think you know it was really dry out there this year all year and yeah um, Mm -hmm. better year than last year from what the guys said according to the folks that have been there longer than i have that's the worst year they've ever seen last year this year oh really in terms of no water well so like south southern south of us got way more rain and so they like the people in southern oklahoma we think had a better year because they got the rain whereas Mm. last year we had just a little more than they did so Mm -hmm. um the one of the the guy who was kind of my camp boss he he's been hunting out there for 16 years you know before he was guiding or anything and um in that same little area and he said that it was by far the worst he had ever seen it Jeez. as far as dry and duck wow. numbers mm. which i mean those two you know go mm. hand in hand but yeah. um so anyway, geese a lot of littles i did not i killed more honkers than i did little ones really um so i'm pretty far west okay um they kill a lot more little ones like back towards mm-hmm. uh, central Oklahoma. Yeah. Like where our other camp is, we've got three camps out there. So like our East camp, they kill a lot of little geese. That's, I got you. They, they goose hunt more than either of the middle two camps. Um, we just had one little pocket of honkers that we would give them a try every now mm-hmm. and then kind of deal. Um, but it was good. I mean, I had, we, I don't, I only hunted them a handful of times and had one or two pretty good. You were hunt. scouting every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, 
excuse me. So uh, we would, uh, you might have to edit that one out. <laughs> we would. Uh, I smell it through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say leave it in. I yeah, we would, we would pretty much scout, uh, you know, what you scouted your own hunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of pretty much how it worked. And then if you hunted in the morning, you know, ideally you're done and you don't have to hunt in the afternoon. So then you'd scout that afternoon too. But sometimes we'd end up sticking it out all day to scratch them out or whatever. But you were primarily duck hunting? Pretty much. I I would say 90 plus percent of the time. Ponds or dry fields or both? A little bit of everything. Um, we hunted uh, mostly ponds. We've got a couple river spots. We've got a little, uh, we call it the ditch. It's literally about. Mm. as wide as this room it's a irrigation, irrigation dish. dish yeah and uh god those are awesome man it's it's pretty good when it gets right it didn't have water we got two hunts off of it this year it, the man. water fell out um but uh yeah i mean it was it was tough i definitely think that the birds were not they didn't use the stuff they normally use mm-hmm. because of the water situation i mean they were literally getting into any water they could find right. um so it made cool for like some small water type mm-hmm. hunting, but yeah. but you shot them out quick. Yeah, I mean, well, because it's options. it's eighty, yeah. hundred, one hundred and twenty, you mm-hmm. know, and then like you go in there and you shoot into even if you're shooting pairs and five packs and whatever, you know, you let a you let three five packs come in, and kill one out of each of them. There's yeah, fifteen of your yeah. eighty ducks. That's <laughs> you're you're running out of options pretty yeah. quick. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, I think. It. Uh, I mean, we still had some really, really good hunts when mm-hmm. it uh, when it was right. I think that there, the biggest thing is, you know, there's no traffic there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a traffic type situation. It's not like you're going to the woods and just blowing your call and mm-hmm. hoping they're coming by you. I mean, they're coming from a roost hole to a. They're coming to water, know, yeah, or they're or the field, or or you know, if we have the feed and the roost and the transition water, the best place to hunt them is in that in between. Mm-hmm. So, so you do have a little bit of traffic. You're kind of running yeah. traffic, but it's like you got to. I mean, they're you know they're hitting that every day and then going to feed. Mm-hmm. Like leave the roost, hit the little creek, go feed. Mm-hmm. We'll get them in the creek. Um, so that's sort of traffic. That's probably as close to like mm-hmm. straight traffic as we'll do. Um, but yeah, mostly I would say mostly just you know ponds cattle ponds and different mm-hmm. things like that what what was the coolest hunt you had in oklahoma this season or what was your favorite Ooh, i had a couple of pretty good ones um the river is the closest thing to flooded timber i've ever hunted okay the uh we got a spot on the river down there and the cottonwoods pretty much canopy the river oh nice Ooh. and you stand on the bank i mean the river's chin deep you stand mm-hmm. on the bank next to a tree I mean, it's it's close to flood, and the way they work, I mean, they work it. They don't. It's Very not like similar. a normal river mm-hmm. hunt where they set up two hundred yards up the river. Runway, yeah, they get up above the trees and fly mm-hmm. the river, and then come down in your hole. That's so, awesome. Um, <clears throat> the last day of Oklahoma season, Sunday, I hunted. I hunted the river the last couple of days, but um, that Sunday morning, it was a really good group of clients that I really enjoy, and I've hunted with them before, and so. Uh, we went in there and shot i think we ended up we were like four mallards short and we killed a pintail and a teal for a couple extra ducks and um it was just a really good hunt and shot everything doing it dirty you know that's awesome um so that was probably my favorite just because of how they work in there it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool um but i had a one pretty good one on a little reservoir um we shot 50 mallards and it was a couple there was two kids on the hunt that was their first duck hunt and their granddad was there and their dad so that was pretty special to kind of 
that is get cool. to be a part of that with yeah. them and that'd be such a good hunt um that was that was cool for sure too who'd, um, you, uh, who'd you guide with up in alberta Ranchland outfitters that's right okay and uh yeah man alberta you know canada's canada, canada. <laughs> it's a different deal up there for sure but it's what about my boy barnett no oh, dude i love barnett so he was my camp boss so it worked out great when i He's got a up killer there, dude you dang right he is. i mean that's a boy that you you can you give him eighty ducks and he's gonna get you a shot at about sixty eight or seventy of them. He that he is. I mean, he has learned how to squeeze blood out of a turnip. Man, he uh, it was really. I mean, I love just getting to learn from him. I mean, just his knowledge and I mean, he's been going to Canada for so long too that um, I mean, not only is he a great caller, but just he's so intentional on in how he sets up and where he sets up. And you're yeah. like, you know, I will pull into the field and I'm like, all right, I know, right, I'm going right there. And then I follow him around the field for 10 minutes and he's looking for a spot and he's like, well, this isn't this or that or what? And I'm like, looks fine to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he sets up and kills him. And I'm like, well, yeah. he'd probably something to do what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's not that yeah. you wouldn't have killed him, but he probably killed twice as many as you would have. Yeah. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Or, well, yeah. or took half as many birds exactly. in order to kill him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly. And I think that his, um, I mean, kind of to that point, just that he, I mean, he's just good. That's all yeah. there is to it. I mean, well, he's a really student. I mean, he's, game, he's yeah. learned how to kill ducks in a place that's not easy, and and he's good at it, and he's he observes. And there's just some people, it seems like to me, that have the ability to watch, learn, lose, adapt, yep. and get better. Yep. And I'd like to think I'm one of those people, but I'm not on his level. I'm I'm more of just get beat think hmm, maybe i'll get him the next, next time, time. <laughs> Be too like blunt yeah. hammer you know just he, uh, try enough times <laughs> i think i mean kind of like what you were saying you know it's like even his bad days are still 25 30 35 mm-hmm. and he's like well they just weren't right they weren't just and i'm like well everything i watched looked like they were doing it pretty yeah, good yeah. you know but um but yeah he he was awesome to hang out with great to work with and you know, great to learn from too. I, was I mean, to say, I that must've been really cool to learn from yeah. somebody like that. Especially too. like the nights when, you know, he and I could just kind of sit around and talk duck hunting and mm-hmm. stuff. It was, it was, it was really cool for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What was your favorite hunt up there? You think? Um, opening day was a pretty good one. We shot our geese and like, I mean, no time. I mean, big it was geese, little geese. Big geese. Well, we were hunting honkers and it was like, uh, I can't remember. Was it eight or nine of us? I mean, it was all the guys. Oh, my word. It so was we all, all made a stack. It was all guides and then one of the guides' wives. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like the first flock. I, I only shot the first two volleys. I genuinely felt bad for the geese. Yeah. I it's mean, I don't. Oh, my. Like, <laughs> you can see them come off, get up no, off huh. the roost. I mean, they just five, six, eight, however many. Here they come. Sounds like foot off I mean, the ground. Sounds like several. Dude, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and they get to. I mean, still smell like eggshells. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get the dead gum 15 yards, and you come out of that A frame, shoot them. And I mean, literally, you could see it in their eyes like, like oh my oh gosh. gosh. And then yeah, you like, can flag them and they come back around because they want to see. We shot, still into, we shot into the same group several times that day. Oh but my I mean, gosh. I, I want to say we killed our geese in like 30 minutes, maybe. Jeez. And then, uh, what's the goose limit in Canada? Eight. And then we killed. Uh, a lot of geese. It's a lot of geese. Yeah, we, we That's shot. That's a lot of stank, too. Uh-huh. I mean, if you don't clean them suckers quick. <laughs> quick. Uh-huh. Especially the first September. week of September. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, we killed, I think we shot, it was like 24 or 27 ducks in two volleys. 
And then we Jeez. were like, all right, we're good. Let's go home. <laughs> you knocking on the door of a hundred right there. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were right at it. And, uh, it was, that was a pretty cool one. Just because it was one of those deals where like, well, we could have probably stayed and shot a few more ducks or mm-hmm. waited them out. But like, why, why wow. ruin it by waiting when we just yeah. shot however many pretty quick and then we had to brush blinds and things to do that day, but it's probably downhill from there. You're probably a grunt after that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I Thanks remember, for coming to Canada to start scouting. I remember, yeah. I remember about, he was about a month into scouting and he, we'd Snapchat and talk and all that kind of stuff. And I would just see him in the truck every single day. I'm like, are you ever going to get to hunt? And he's like, mm, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of it. Kind of earning your stripes, yeah. but it, uh, it doesn't bother me. And I'll say this. I mean, I'll, from scouting so much, I think I learned a lot about how to set up and how to work birds and just watching birds work live birds. I would think think that scouting and then watching how somebody like Matt or somebody else hunted it and then seeing the results, seeing how the birds behaved according to your scout, that is invaluable. Invaluable. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, you can, when you're only up there for a week or for two weeks at a time, like you can see something, you can think, man, I bet we could do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. But then if you don't get to hunt it, you don't ever learn from it. And then sometimes you hunt it and everybody talks you into doing something different. And like, you yep. you know what I mean? You, you don't exactly get to do it. How, what uh, you thought, what you planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, I, I, I would, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It, I really, it like really that. I, that's what, you know, I, I mean, I didn't look at it as a negative at all scouting that much just because it was, I mean, learning and getting For better. Sure. And, and like you said, I mean, I, you know, I would like help Matt set up in the morning and then watch the first volley or two or three or whatever and just by doing that you learn like okay now i know why he's set up there. yeah like you yeah. can tell or why well it would have been better over there or whatever how many yeah. spots did y'all hunt that were the same that he'd hunted in the past same farmer same field oh like, golly i mean was, a lot of was them. matt able to go hey go check this over here go check that over there kind of sort thing of, and have so a hunch? The, yeah the um we this year we ran two camps um, okay. So Matt and I were in the South camp Okay, and it was an area that they had hunted before, but not for two years because they missed a year for COVID. COVID. And yep. then the year they came back, they just ran everything out of the North camp. I got you. Um, so this was, so it was uh, some of, I mean, he could point me in the right direction of like where to go new, look, but basically. it was a lot of, you know, yeah. Hey, we hunted you in the past. Well, when was that? Oh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was it was cool. I mean the the thing I definitely did not appreciate up there is how big it is compared to oh, scouting in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, you scout in Oklahoma and you're like, man, I cover some ground mm-hmm. this afternoon, and then you go up there and it's like totally different. I mean, the fields are just so huge, yeah. and so it's just the the ground you have to cover to you know look at the same amount of you got to cover three times as much ground to look at the same amount of fields as you do in yeah. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. just yeah. from the sheer size of the fields themselves Man, and but, they cover they cover so much turf i mean they'll go seven eight ten miles like it's nothing yeah you know from a roost to a, oh to god feed. yeah mean, and then the next time they'll go a quarter mile like, oh and then the next time they'll walk out of the roost right, and exactly, eat in the that's field what I mean. right there like, and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah you just you can't ever tell i mean it's and it's odd how they pick what they want you know it, it really is and like i think that was the that another thing i learned um i picked up on a pretty quick was the difference in hunting wintering waterfowl versus migrating waterfowl and that is like for a whole over the course of the mm-hmm. season because like you said you go for a week 
it doesn't matter whether you're hunting, migrating, or wintering birds. Well, as you long don't, as they're and, there, and a lot of times right. you don't know, right? What you're what you're dealing with because you didn't see them before and you didn't, didn't see them, them after. You know, right? You just but, see a little snapshot. But getting to to sit there and watch you know the same roost every day that I drove by the same roost, and it's like okay, I, I mean, you you up there you can tell pretty quick whether they're there or not. Yeah. And I mean, they act different when they're about to leave. They act different, different when they first got there, yep. you know. And I've seen that in our short time up there. You'll, you know, you'll go in and you'll think, oh, this is going to be a slam dunk. And then they just kick your butt. And it's like somebody will say a couple of days later, oh, well, I mean, those ducks have been here since July. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh well, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Hey, yeah. those are resident ducks. <laughs> and versus- I think, too, like learning the difference in good birds and bad birds, you know, like. 5,000 bird feed of bad birds that have mm-hmm. been messed with versus 2,000 of good birds. Right. Probably going to hunt the 2,000 yeah. good yeah. birds, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, Barnett was good of, about helping me with a lot of that kind of stuff, like learning when to, when something actually was a hunt, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, well, we might need to wait for this or that, mm-hmm. or, you know? Um, so that was, that was a big thing. I think was learning just the, the little different nuances of that's cool of paying attention, you know, when they're passing through, mm-hmm. it's just way different, but it's yeah. cool. I mean, it, it's beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. The sunrises and sunsets are just, you know, next level. Oh yeah. Awesome. And, uh, my favorite thing about up there is drinking a beer after putting them to bed, knowing it's about to go down. <laughs> you got that, butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everything's done, but the killing. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a, it's, there's nothing, there's nowhere else in the flyway. I feel like that's quite that, Sure. I mean, other than like a resident goose hunt, but yeah, like when you, when you got them and you know, you and got you them. know, you got them, it's just like, well, you know, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just let's I mean, get the morning. Over right. Now. You just right. sleep better, you know, no doubt um, about it. Yeah. Try to force yourself to sleep so that the night goes by faster. That's right. Yeah. It, it is up there. You know, it's, uh, if you, if, if you have not been and you're a waterfowl hunter, figure out some way to go yeah i mean it, it you got to go see it and yeah and and i would along those lines i would i mean i'm sure everybody listening wants to go freelance up there but man honestly it's worth paying an outfitter and and going with a, a reputable outfitter because they're just gonna you're gonna have a better quality experience in a three or four day window than you are 10 yeah. days bumbling around, you know, I, and I would definitely especially if you've never that. been up there by right. yourself and you don't know how those birds behave, you don't know how to hide. There's up there a and stuff steep like learning. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, permission up there is not easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe other people have better luck than me, but Alberta's pretty tight, especially in that area. Y'all are I mean, in. I mean, there's a pretty decent bit of competition around yep. us. So other, other outfitters have things locked up, but there's a lot of people that just don't allow hunting at yep. all. There's a lot of people that, if you're not from Canada, they won't let you hunt. So uh, f- from the freelancing standpoint, I mean, if I like I've North freelance North Dakota five times, never freelance Canada. But if I was going on a freelancing trip, I would go to North Dakota before Canada, probably just because of that. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, in my experience, obviously everybody's different, but um, anyway. I get that too. So... <laughs> You're guiding in February too, aren't you? I am. I'm gonna <laughs> try to glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna try to kill a few white ones. We'll see how that goes. It's uh. Let me know if you need anything like a water hose or <laughs> some shotgun shells. <laughs> I don't think I'll participate in, in that. The, but yeah. if you need if you need any advice, some moral or, support. <laughs> yeah, just 
Whatever you need, you need some cheerleaders on this side of the river. Yeah. We'll sit here when I'm ready for to you. when I'm ready to drive my truck in a yeah. levee ditch. Exactly. <laughs> but I got uh, you. yeah, so it'll be cool. I think. I mean, I I did it last year. It was it was all right. I think that you know it's just hunting snow geese and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you're gonna get yeah. your butt kicked. That's just part of it. But, and you're gonna get muddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in February in Arkansas. <laughs> you just go ahead. And, if you're worried about being wet and cold and muddy, you just hang that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's the rest of the year hold for well, the world's the southeast's most interesting man? <laughs> After I uh I'll be done with snow geese, I guess kinda of the end of February, first of March, and then probably gonna take four or five days off to rest a little bit. And then uh I'll be working with Adam Campbell this summer training dogs for him or Heck with him. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. I've I've been planning on sending my puppy to him and he and I kind of been talking back and forth and he needed some help and I kind of needed something to do in the summer and uh last summer was fun, but sitting around doing nothing for three months just about drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I you know, anyway, mm-hmm. make a little extra money and have something to do. So and plus I mean the learning the dog training thing. Um Yeah. You know, with my bird dog background, it's obviously different than labs. And so I think that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to learning from Adam of making me a better handler. Um, yeah. Well, if you don't come away being a better handler, it's because you're not a good learner. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, that sucker flat knows it. There ain't no doubt. He is, mm-hmm. he is at the top of his game. Yeah. Uh, and he's in a league of his own. I mean, he works at it. He really does. He but does. he's also got a lot of talent and skill and understands it and yeah you know you're having a bad day just talk to adam that's that'll right. make you have a better day <laughs> that's he, true. he's a world-class human being mm-hmm. that is true I really like adam how was it hunting with tish this year she did pretty good she uh took her on three hunts and uh she picked up a handful on the first hunt and two or three on the second one two or three on the last one she's definitely figuring it out i mean you know any young dog just part of it's for her to understand that we're duck hunting (laughs) you know um but by the on that ice hole hunt by the last one she the last one she picked up was the first one that she actually like heard us calling looked out there saw him and picked him up you know the other ones like i had to get her out of the blind and kind of Mm -hmm. make her sit and then he'd flap a wing and she'd be right on it but um but as far so she's definitely learning i think um i mean part of it is my fault i kind of once i she was a lot better behaved about a month and a half ago than she is right now just when we got busy and the days get shorter and you don't have yeah as long in the middle of the day so i kind of slacked up on some of her training but um i think it'll be all right i mean she's got plenty of sense and plenty of drive so and i'm sure i'm spending a bunch of time with adam this summer i'll probably help out a little yeah. bit where, you know where did she come from <laughs> She came from Jeff Jones and Jeff Farmer. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's a shin gear puppy. Yeah, she's a shin puppy. So she's Leroy's littermate. Gotcha. Okay. Her and big Leroy. Hopefully. I'd Leroy. Leroy. Is that how Art- I don't know. I haven't quite mastered it yet. I would love to get uh, Tish and Leroy on a hunt together one of these days. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I that think so. That would be pretty cool. I think so, but yeah. So we'll uh, I'll be training some dogs and then doing a few turkey hunts in Missouri uh, when their turkey season comes in and hanging out all summer, counting down the days till Canada. Pretty much. You going back up with Ranchland? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's my plan. Yes, sir. Uh, Sweet. 
actually I talked to Rob, well, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and just checking in and he, uh, we were talking he said, you know, staying warm. Yada, yada. Yeah. It's only 25 below. We got rid of the real cold stuff, Jeez. the 40 below. I'm like, God. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does he stay up there all year? He, he, he lives there. I mean, he's, he, he's got a ranch and, um, he's got a couple different businesses that he runs, mm-hmm. including the outfitting one. But yeah, he's, Full-time Canadian. Wow. So I didn't realize that. I knew We've he was Canadian, got, but I didn't know if he came to – a lot of those folks come, come to back. America, you know. Yeah, no, he, uh, he stays the whole time. And there's several – I guess we've got probably four or five Canadians that work for oh, us wow. up there. Um, and they're all cool, too. And it's nice, you know, for them, like the local knowledge and the mm-hmm. that kind of stuff helps for mm-hmm. sure. Um, same deal in Oklahoma, though. we got, you know, some guys from out of state, some guys from there just mm-hmm. – part of it kind of how you got to play the game i think that's right that's yeah. right what about the family life the brother which what's, what's everybody's good everybody's good same old same i think luker's getting pretty fired up for turkey season he, yeah uh, i've enjoyed watching him talk crap towards you you know oh across, my across the Instagram. Gram. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah he he won't cut me any slack yeah and uh so how do luker and levi, levi know, each other? know each other so i was on levi's podcast like Two and a half years ago, probably okay. a long time ago. And let me back up. I met Levi at Squad Fest the first time they had it. I got you. And Levi was with Zach Brown, who used to work for Red Rock. Right. And so when we were all hanging out after Squad Fest, he had on a Red Rock shirt. I and got I was you. like, hey, my buddy Zach Vendemia works for Red Rock, who is eventually who got me hired there. I got you. And Levi was with them, yada, yada. So Levi and I I'll be did a podcast. Well, then. You know, a year later, whatever, here we all are. But I guess my brother and Levi somehow got in contact through that. And then they ended up, actually, they went on a trip together this year in South Dakota, uh, where Levi's from, Luker, and some Zach Brown was there, JC, his girlfriend, some other guys. They all okay met up and did a little early season goose hunt up there. Um, cool. So then I guess once Levi made his way down here, yeah. my brother was headed home and just swung by. But Yeah, yeah, I – there's, I mean, I didn't know your brother, and then all of a sudden one day there was like a slightly not you version of you <laughs> in the shop, and I was like, huh, you've got to be related yeah. to Walker. got to be. <laughs> I thought I had the exact same thought. I kind of like looked up and like watched him walk through the lobby. I'm like, God, he looks like Walker Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Letter mate. <laughs> that's right. Yo, Luker, he, uh, man, he's getting, I mean, I love to turkey hunt, but um, he is really good. He's eat up with it. I mean, really getting into it and made a few of his own little mouth calls and things. Awesome. He, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I think he's really, really fired up for the spring. And um, last year he made his first traveling trip. They went, did Kansas and Nebraska and had a pretty good trip, him and one of his buddies. So I think. Is he at Auburn? Yes, sir, he is. Okay. What's he studying? He is, it's called Batman. Um, it's like biosystems and agricultural technology management. Mm. It's basically ag engineering. Okay. Batman sounds cooler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot of it's – it's a newer major that they have, and I guess the focus of that is like the kind of the drones and the – between mm. the drones and the GPSs and all the implement – all that technology, it's kind of the, the technology engineering hmm. side of gotcha. agriculture. So, anyway, pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. Wild stuff that, that all that equipment does. Ain't no doubt. Yeah. Sounds very daunting. But he loves to work with his hands and kind of figure things out. And cool. you know, like if he sat in here long enough, he'd take that podcast board apart and put it back together. Or really? So he, 
that's kind of right up his little alley. And uh, huh. that is not the way that I am wired. No, me I'm either. liable to take that apart and, and then throw no, it away. Yeah, ain't no way I'd get one. it back together. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm the kind of guy that would try to take it apart, get frustrated, and then quit. Probably, like, I, I would get. Do this. I would get about eight pieces off of it, and then have to go do something else, and then come back and be like, there "Ain't no way it's going back together." Uh-uh. <laughs> ain't no way I'm gonna finish taking it apart, and I'm not putting it back together neither. Yeah, no doubt about it. But yeah, um, so anyway, you gonna ice skate home or what's what? Or <sighs> about ice skating? We need to find you a bed off the road last <laughs> night on the way here. Golly, it was driving through that deal was pretty rough. But yeah, um, it looks like it's. Not gotten any it better. I think it's supposed Lindy. to get worse tonight. Yeah, Lindy just texted me a little while ago and said, y'all need to come home. <laughs> I can walk home from here. I mean. <laughs> Not that far down yeah. the road. But, no. Um, but, yeah, so. Well, good. Hopefully we'll make it home one piece. and uh, Fingers crossed. Make then. it back up to NWTF and see y'all there. So, When are you going to start snow goose guiding? Probably Monday. Okay. Sunday. I'll be, I mean, I'll drive back to Arkansas on Sunday and then start Monday. So you're going to okay. go home, check in, and then turn around and come back. Pretty Say much. hi, eat a couple of meals, and turn right back around. Yeah, yeah I haven't been home since Thanksgiving. So Is there a Gosh. is there a current flame in your life? Oh, yeah, I got a girlfriend right now. Uh, got to go introduce yourself to her again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she said uh, it was kind of funny, you know. I mean, she's been great about me being gone, really. I mean, well, she trooper. came up and saw you a couple of times. Yeah, she did. She came, oh, actually killed cool. her first mallard this year in oh. Oklahoma. So, actually, let me back up. That probably was my favorite hunt. I did forget about that one. She got to shoot her first mallard, and that go. was that was pretty cool. And we killed some bank honkers over water on that hunt, so that was oh, awesome. Oh, that is good. Yeah, I did. I completely forgot about that one. That one was that was pretty good one. But, yeah, um, when I told her my plan for coming home and everything, because I wasn't going to come home. I was just going to stay in Arkansas for snow goose, but we don't have clients till Monday. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. no point in sitting there for five days with nothing to do. Right. And uh, I guess that was about a week or 10 days ago when I figured that out. And so I told her and she got all excited and like was so excited for a couple of days. And then she's like, okay, I jumped the gun. I got way too excited way too soon. Cause now it's like three more days till you actually get home, <laughs> you know, yeah. but um. But no, yes, she's been pretty good about the whole deal. She's going to be at NWTF too. Oh, so good. I'll bring her by to meet everybody and Heck all that yeah. good stuff. But good. I know we got a couple newly engaged folks around here now. Good yeah. gracious! Everybody's, everybody's getting booed up. I know mm-hmm. it's going to be. It's going to be you know it's wedding fever right now. This time next year is going to be baby fever, and puppy there's no fever. telling. I mean, gosh Almighty! Everybody that works here is going to have a puppy and a baby and a spouse. I mean. I'm if, I, to, if I if I get I'm married this year house at and some then point. have a kid before or during turkey season, I've done something horribly wrong. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> better men than you <laughs> fall into. The- <laughs> no, I'm not saying that I'm going to be invincible about it, but I mean, I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just saying I, just I got enough gray hairs on my head to know how this goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Y'all all work hard when you're single. It yeah. starts to slow down. Everybody gets married. Mm-hmm. And comes both, to a screeching halt and both, when everybody's got a kid and a dog me and mary kate <laughs> and then rt and claire are all play, we're all kind of shooting for that july august september oh, so it's going to be like boom 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 right in I the mean, middle of RT's, show season rt's june 3rd <laughs> so we've already um, rescheduled the golf scramble and then that's the weekend of then, my birthday and then yeah, we're shooting for august or september well which september I mean, there's something every weekend, July, August, and September. So I told him yesterday we're moving somewhere around the way. I was like, look, I don't care which weekend just, you pick. Just pick one. and But 
do not expect everybody here to be here. <laughs> yeah. I might can be here, be there, but you know, there's going to be a few yeah. of your buddies that ain't yeah. going to make it. <laughs> well, that's no. I told my friends for a long time. And then before I started guiding, you know, I've still told them during duck season, don't count on me being there, but especially now that it's a job. I mean, I've missed several of my fraternity brothers weddings and things. And I mean, I hate it. I wish I could be there, but part it of is it is what it is. That's right. It is what it is for sure. God, life chose you. Why? What? What made you want to guide so so much, so many different mm. places? Just, I mean, I think it was kind of twofold. One, the people aspect of like engaging with people, taking other people. I mean, part of I want everybody to love duck hunting like I do. Yeah, and so I mean, I'd, taking clients. You know, if I can take them on good hunts and show them what it's all about, and let them shoot decoy and ducks right in their clothes and you know, if I can make somebody else love it half as much as I do, I think I've done good. That's part of it. Um, the traveling thing I think came just from, uh, I had a cousin, he started his U S super slam like 16 or 17 years ago, back before it was everybody. Yeah. And, um, he's been kind of taking his time with it and everything, but I think watching him travel, um, probably had something to do with it. And then when I started my turkey hunting in North Dakota trips in college, you know, it was like, okay, I, I like the traveling aspect. Right. And then I think part of it too is that, I mean, I'm definitely the mindset of like, well, if we ain't killing them here, let's go where they are. Right. And so um, I think that definitely probably just had a lot to do with like, you know, I can sit here and stare at the sky in Auburn, Alabama, or I can go to public land arkansas and stare at the sky or i can go to oklahoma and try to kill some ducks yeah i'm gonna go you know yeah um but i think as far as the volume it, you know when guys don't really make any money anyway but to, <laughs> to make any you have to do it enough days i mean that's kind mm, yeah. of the only way you uh you make it work so that was kind of the if you're gonna do it you got to do canada and then do the regular season mm-hmm. and then find you know either something good in the summer or turkeys or snows or whatever else you're going to do to to kind of fill in the gaps but yeah i got you yeah i can resonate with that i mean just there, there's hunting and then there's hunting places you've never been before yeah i absolutely and i'm sure i could probably speak for all three of us and say that hunting somewhere you've never and killing them where you never have before yeah. is electric i mean i think that's what like i mean i love oklahoma and anybody that asked me on any given day i would probably choose oklahoma over arkansas just because can day in day out it's probably better over mm-hmm. there but like my absolute favorite place favorite way to kill ducks is go find a hole in the woods that i've never been to never seen you go in there and kill some ducks you've done something yeah i mean yeah same thing like stepping foot on public ground turkey hunt you've never been to mm-hmm. you get out of the truck and kill one and you're like all right i've i've done something today yeah. you know yeah um there's definitely you know some part of that and i think learning new areas That's and new birds and say learning different learning different because i mean that that pothole that we hunted in oklahoma that last day when we got there i looked at it i'm like of course i'm in the arkansas tennessee duck hunting yeah. mentality like ain't no way we ain't duck, gonna kill a duck here. Ain't, and there's no way a duck wants in here an hour later there's you're done yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. It's, it was like it oh was, i can't tell you how many times this year in oklahoma i had clients like this is where we're hunting i'm like yeah <laughs> That's it, bud. And, you know, it's a creek as wide as that table mm-hmm. or a pond that's 40 yards across. I mean, you can shoot all the way across or whatever. And it's yeah. like. I mean, this was probably a 75. No, nah, probably not that big. Probably 20 acre reservoir pothole. Oh, dang. That's big water willow out there. Br- <laughs> willow brush from one end to the other. Yeah. And while we were packing up, taking pictures, there were still ducks trying to get in there. Mm-hmm. 
Never in my life would I imagine yeah. ducks wanting to be in be there. Something but like that. It's also the complete opposite of what I'm used Way to. Way different. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's what made that as- specific aspect of it really, really cool. Is just watching, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, watching how birds behave in different places and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I think, I mean, it makes you a lot better hunter when you... Absolutely. You know, I mean, you... Because I've got my bag of tricks that I learned from different folks I hunted with in Arkansas, and I go to Oklahoma. Well, like, those guys that have only ever hunted Oklahoma don't necessarily – they hadn't been exposed to those tricks. And it's not that they're bad duck hunters or anything like that. It's just different, you know, Uh more things you can do to try to kill them when it's – Yeah, because that duck you're hunting has all that stuff preloaded into his noggin. Mm -hmm. He's experienced everything from the top down. And, you know, um, it it's interesting how – the way it affects them and molds them, it, it, you know, if you'll let it, it does the same thing to us. You know, mm-hmm. when you see how they react up there, like for example, when you realize how lazy a duck is that if he can walk out of that water and feed and then walk back to it, he's happy as a lark. Yep. Or if it's warm enough where there's invertebrates and crap and in that water that he can eat, he doesn't have to get up. He's not going he to. He ain't going to. So when you start to put that together and then you realize like, Okay, that's why there's no ducks flying around today. What, <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah I mean, they don't what, have to. There's what nothing. makes them move and when yep. and why? And mm-hmm. um, I think too, you know, what I I was telling one of the, my buddies is that like in Canada, you do things textbook. I mean, you set up this this way. You put your U out for the wind. What I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's very by the book because it works up there. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Oklahoma and you edge hide and you put your full body U out and you do the same textbook things for a completely different reason because mm-hmm. down there they're so pressured that the only way to kill them mm-hmm. is be textbook. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, not the only way. I mean, in tricks yeah. work and stuff, but it's but just you can get away with things up there that you can't get away with further, further down the flyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, well, like, you know, Canada, a frame hide middle of the field, you know, even, right. even by the end of October, I mean, they get Start pretty skittish up there, right. but you can still kill hole at 30 yards Side shoot, mm-hmm. A-frame, all day long. They never know yeah. there. Yeah. And you try that in Oklahoma, good luck, not brother. Here. I mean. Yeah. Just not happening. Yet. Well, and it's just them being shot. I mean, pressure is all that. That's the biggest that's thing. Also, pressure yeah. is what I was about to say. It's amazing how much pressure changes them and affects yes. them. And, I mean, you can even see it from Canada to North Dakota. Like in North Dakota, you know, the ducks will be bad to sit around all day and then feed, fly and feed, you know, the last five minutes of shooting light. Yep. Light, you know, or for 15 minutes after shooting light, and you just don't see that as much in, in Canada. If they don't fly, they just don't fly. Just it's don't not fly. that they're waiting till late because of pressure. Yep. And more trucks, you know, driving up and down the road, get some hopping. You can even see that um, in the areas of Saskatchewan that are really populated with yep. outfitters and freelance hunters. I mean, those ducks act different than the areas where there aren't as much people yep. uh, traffic. Yeah. And I think, too, I mean, just like – watching that pressure the way it changes when they like even just the way they work a spread yeah i mean they in canada stuff doesn't work behind you right they don't look for you that's right i mean you get to oklahoma birds go behind that's you right. and the only reason they're going behind you is to look for you yep. i mean mm-hmm. that's what they're doing they yep. get right when they sail when a mallard gets on top of you and does this deal yep. with no wind mm-hmm. they, he's doing one thing looking for you that's, that's it that's I the mean, equivalent to a turkey sticking that yeah, big that's long the, neck up yep. like i dare you to move that's, that's exactly exact, yeah yep. And I think that, you know, like I said, it just does help make you a lot better hunter if you pay attention to those things from the top to the bottom for sure. Yeah. When are you going back to Argentina? 
I actually might be going back this August, maybe. Okay. Um, we'll see. Not to work, just to hunt. But um, we will see. Dad was talking about it, but we'll yeah we'll see. He uh, he's been once to shoot doves. So I've never shot dove down there. I mean, where okay. I was at, oh, we gosh. didn't. Well, that yeah. So where I was at, we didn't have dove. Yeah. And so um, I guess one of Dad's buddies bought like one of the DU deals. You know. Oh yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, and so Dad's trying to. I think we're trying to kind of rig that up, figure it out, but. Uh, Cool. Hopefully that would work out. I really would like to go down that, there. There are not too many things I add to my bucket list, but after talking to you the last time, I've I've added a few. Yeah, South that, American trips to my. That's a my that's a pretty list. good one for sure. I uh, I would say Africa definitely needs to be on there. Really. Too. It is. I'm just not. I have. I'm yet. I have, the Africa thing has not bit me. It. But I, I may, maybe because I maybe because of a lack of knowledge, like I may not right. know enough. But so it, I, th- I mean, it, it got me a long time ago when I was in like sixth grade. I read the uh, Peter Capstick books or whatever, yeah. and um, you know all his stories about elephant and buffalo and lion hunting and everything. And so I just thought it was all really cool and kind of eating up with it. But uh, surely we can talk about this, right? Yeah, I mean, mid podcast, Raleigh just needs to go go potty i guess like, so <laughs> you can't hold him. it's like a puppy yeah like, gotta, a, like, when, like a woman when my puppy starts whining i gotta let her out halfway home um but i mean to me the the thing about africa is it it's so wild i yeah. mean you truly unpopulated wild like like sort of it's like it's almost like the like here you build a neighborhood, the deer leave, or you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. kind of deer live in a neighborhood. That's a bad example. Turkeys, turkeys mm-hmm. don't really live in there. Right, right, right. I mean, or waterfowl. A you lot know, of you, the wildlife vacates. You you develop a yep. pond into a parking lot for a Walmart. There's mm-hmm. no ducks. I mean, there, there's none of that kind of stuff when you get out into the bush. And so it's literally like, instead of the animals living amongst the people, it's like you're living with them. I mean, this is their world. Huh. I mean, it's the animal's world for wow. sure. And, um, just the the sheer amount of game is indescribable. Where where in Africa did you go? South Africa, on the eastern cape of South Africa. And and I mean, forgive me, but South Africa is a country, yes. not a region. Correct. Yeah. And it, it's in the southern portion of the, Africa. It's so. the southern tip of Africa. Okay. Is the country of South Africa is basically the whole. And you were on the east coast. Yes, sir. The, they call it the Eastern Cape. It's kind of like where I was, like basically where the mountains kind of started on that eastern side. If you and is that it. Sahara? Is it? Is no, that, that that's a what different? That would be north. I mean, west. what's the terrain like? What's oh, the bush? so it's like uh, it looks very similar to like West Texas grow. Okay, like if you if you were around. So rough prairie pretty rough and then there'll be like a real jagged canyon that's just lush and green oh wow and then it like the tops will be like rough brush Mm -hmm. hill country whatever um if you went and rode around west texas or where i was in africa the only difference is you go around a bush and oh there's a whitetail you go around this bush oh there's a giraffe (laughs) you know (laughs) oh there's a damn kudu right there i mean whatever like um it, but it was it was it was really cool. I think too they look at hunting so different than we do. And after having done that in Argentina, learning seeing the way different cultures view hunting yep. is really cool. Because like one of my helpers in Argentina, we shot 
it was like the first week of the season and we shot like 40 in 20 mm-hmm. minutes. I mean, it was something stupid. And, and this is two guns shooting double barrels. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they were smooth wearing them out <laughs> and we got done. And my helper was like, I didn't really like that. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? That's like <laughs> badass duck hunt, you know? And he's like, no, that was a massacre. Like that wasn't, wasn't fair. Yeah. Wasn't sporting. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, and I was like, well, I've never thought, thought about, about that. Cause that. for us, it's like, Oh, done by seven fifteen. Yeah. But, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, in Africa, there was a few other examples of stuff like that, but just, I think that the more you travel and see other it places, rounds you out, it changes your perspective. It does. We're, 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 especially as Americans, we're so like, we've got our head in the sand and we think the whole world is the way we experience it, you know? And it's, um, it, it's just not, you know, I mean, everything from religion yep. to, to sports, to hundred percent, to hunting, you know, I mean, they like culturally, we view those things differently and it shapes our ideology. It shapes our, you know, our outlook on life, yep. you know, and, um, it's it is really interesting and and being a part of a culture that is different than yours man i think that's just really that's really healthy for your oh, development 100%. you know it it i think mark twain said that the the greatest thing the greatest you know tool to fight racism and bigotry is is broadening one's horizon. Yeah. Uh, i butchered that phrase but I, but yeah, that's I, knew, the, I knew the i got the, the quote is <laughs> yeah. you know get out spread your wings and see the world and realize how small you are and and realize that you know the the people that you grew up around are not i mean you might still be like them but you're not everybody's not the same everybody sees just hunting food Mm -hmm. like you said the whole deal is uh it's just good to go and see and do Mm -hmm. and it definitely will it'll make you look at it differently when you come home Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. no doubt about that that's a great way to look at it I think we should wrap up on that note. I think so. End up on that's, that one. that's that's kind of a good theme to Walker Davidson. Yeah. World's yeah. most interesting man part two. Is <laughs> world travelers. Hey, I you mean, know, you want to? I I think that's the other thing. Kind of going back to your question from earlier was, I mean, I think part of it is like if there's something I want to do, I'm gonna figure out how to yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, if I want to, you know, if I think that if this is the best place to turkey hunt in yep. this Go state. Yep. That's I'm going to figure out my way to get yeah. there. And, and I, you know? I will yeah. tell you as a, you know, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I know that I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> um, and I will tell you that as you, as a guy, I've not traveled as much as you have, but I've traveled a whole lot more than the average guy walking around. And I can tell you that the older you get, the less motivated you feel to travel. And I feel like that the, I mean, I still like to travel a lot, but to travel constantly is right. what starts to change. Right. And I'm in that changing process. Like I like being home. And as a younger man, I always wanted to be gone. And and it mm-hmm. was it was hard on my marriage. It was hard raising kids. But I but I I'm I'm rambling around to say that I think it's so cool that you've experienced all these things and traveled because I know that when you settle down, when you get married, when you, you know, build a house, like you're going to absolutely love doing your all that home stuff in a way yep. that other people who haven't gotten out can't right? because you've seen it all and you, and, and it, it's like, once you've seen it all, once you've experienced it all, you're kind of like, okay, this is what I like yep. and, yeah. and this is my spot. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? It's 100%. like, well, not like only a, that, but traveling as much and doing as much as he had when he does when he does get to that point in life he won't have any man i wish i would yeah you yeah. know yeah 
Yeah, because the older you get, the more responsibilities you have, the more. And I don't mean that in an ugly no, way, well, but, yeah, like but the it's more, just a fact of the matter. Yeah, that's correct. just life. I mean, like like where we started this conversation, you know, this year I've not been able to hunt as much in the in years past. I'll hunt 45, 50 days, and I might have hunted, I don't know, 25, 30 days in, in you know, down here, not not right. including up north. But um, I, it's just because this business has demanded that, and my business in the past has not demanded that. And so as you grow up and as your kids grow up and you just your like your network and your web of responsibilities just it just changes, changes. and so yeah. your your travel and your response to that has to also change and so yep. um anyways that's that's a rambling way of saying that i think it's pretty cool because i know from my end of it you're you're gonna really enjoy settling down one day oh and, and, I, I definitely will i think <laughs> i would agree with that i mean i when i got ready to graduate college and you know, i was ag major my parents were I don't think that Doug God probably would have been the first choice for what I was going to do when I graduated. But I explained, you know, I mean, that's kind of what I explained to them. I was like, right now I want to go duck hunting every day. And you can, if they would let me, I would go every day. And this is the (laughs) only way that I will get to hunt as much as I think I want to. Right. And so I, you know, that's what I want to do. And I want to give it a shot. And I mean, I told my mom and dad when we were having that conversation, I said, I know sitting right here that if I don't do this, I would regret it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and so I think I truly believe it's the best job in the world. And I try to remain as positive and appreciative of that as I can throughout the season. I mean, obviously we have tough days and yeah. right, work. It's still work at times. But, I mean, I watching the sunrise every morning, whether you're hunting or scouting, yep. watch the sun come up and I'm like, man, this is the best job in the world. Yeah. What does <laughs> so, Keith always say? What? What does Keith Allen always say? We we what, get to we, duck hunt. yeah we get to duck hunt. Yeah. that's been his phrase all year and yeah. I, I love that one because it is it's just a, it frames the gratitude for it's just mm-hmm. not an obligation we don't have to do this we get to do this exactly. it's, it's a privilege yeah. it's not a i don't care what anybody says we're not feeding our family this is not <laughs> a necessity this is a sport it's yep. an enjoyment i mean and there's if you're there's, feeding your family ducks and geese, you're doing your family a disservice. You need yeah, to, you need to plant a yeah. garden. <laughs> you know, turkeys, shoot a deer every now and then. I mean, hey, I'm the biggest anti-deer hunter there is, but every now and then it's all right to shoot one. Yeah, but yeah I've lost that fire too, but mule backstrap is good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go grocery shopping a couple of times That's a year. That's right. That's right. Well, man, thanks for stopping through the shop and thanks for visiting yes, with us. And um, I, we were back there rearranging the warehouse and. Now that I've sat down, my lower back, my legs are sore. Stove up. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty grateful for a little break. But <laughs> Heard that. I need to wrap up because if I if I sit here much longer, my help's going to be gone. Mm, <laughs> yeah, <in> four. <laughs> That's well, ice coming out out front. So. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody stopping by and listening on another episode. This has been another episode of the Rolling Thunder podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Yes, sir. See you, buddy. <laughs>